1962, the mafia car bombing of Cadillac Charlie Caballero and his two young sons rocked the city of Youngstown and rattled the nation. Voice, come on. Over 60 years later, for the first time ever, the sole survivor of the bombing, Charlie Caballero Jr., and a former FBI agent who worked the case, will break it all down with Youngstown Mob Talk, plus a VIP dinner before the show. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event. Cab Bar, Friday, November 10th. Tickets available now at StambaUditorium.com. You're listening to an amazing podcast from an amazing podcast company. Hello, everybody. Johnny Ciccatelli here, uh, joining you for a very special edition of Youngstown Mob Talk. We're actually not recording this in Youngstown or Ohio at all. Uh, Right now, I'm in Fayetteville, Tennessee, where I'm joined by a very special guest. Um, We'll get to to this interview here in a second. Uh, You know, it's all in promotion for our big show coming up. November 10th, the Stamp Auditorium, uh, Youngstown Mob Talk presents Cav Bomb. You don't want to miss it. We're going to dive into this case now. But, you know, before we do, we want to thank our sponsors, of course. Today's show is brought to you by Youngstown Tile and Terrazzo. For spectacular flooring, go bold, go local, go Youngstown Tile. And by Youngstown Clothing Company. They make high-quality, amazing clothes right here in Youngstown. Very cool shirts. You got to check them out. They're in the Southern Park Mall, Youngstown Clothing Company. And of course, the Sunrise Inn of Warren for the best food from burgers to pizza to the wings. It's Malto Bene down there at the Sunrise Inn of Warren. You got to check them out and make sure you check out the pictures on the wall. You might even spot a few authentic Youngstown gangsters. Please support our amazing sponsors. All right. Now, without further ado, uh, I'm joined here by my special guest, Mr. Cecil Moses, a retired FBI agent um, who actually was in Youngstown in the early 60s. He was uh, um, assigned to work the Cavalero bombing case, nicknamed uh, or codenamed Cav Bomb by the FBI. That's what the investigation was called. This is all after the June 23rd, 1962 mafia car bombing of Cadillac Charlie Cavallaro and his two young sons. Um, it, it really was a crime that shook Youngstown and rattled the nation, so much so that Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, the Attorney General of the United States, um, sent more FBI agents into Youngstown to say, put an end to these bombings and you know figure out who's behind it and stop it. So thank you, Cecil, for joining me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I've enjoyed meeting you and your crew and look forward to the show on November 10th. Well, thank you so much. It's going to be a great show. And, and for anybody who doesn't know, um, how did you find us? Do you remember how you found us? I, I saw some on a website. I was scrolling along and saw it and I clicked on. I think I reached out to you by, by Facebook. It was through Facebook. Yeah. And then uh, we spoke on the phone, and you jarred my memory, and it came started rolling back. I'm probably the only living FBI person that was on that case. Wow. I doubt anyone else, because I was younger at the time, and I was probably one of the youngest people on the team, and my guess would be I'm the only one that's still around. Wow. Well... That's over 50 years ago, of course. Yeah. So Cecil joined our Youngstown Mob group on Facebook. And if you're not a member of that, that, that group on Facebook, join because there's so many um, 
family members or so many people from Youngstown, people who grew up in Youngstown, people who just remember what life was like um, back in those eras. Uh, they share things, they post things, there's a lot of connections being made. Um, and again, you know, Cecil joined that group and that's how he found us and, and, and reached out to us. Charlie Cavallero did the exact same thing. Charlie Cavallero Jr., the son of Cadillac Charlie and the sole survivor of that bombing, um, he joined our group and he found us. I'm looking forward out here from Charlie again as a result of the Facebook connection. So on the back channel, uh, he reaches out to me and vice versa. So I'm looking forward to meeting with him in person. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's, uh, I have relatives in Cleveland, and they saw the Facebook, and they said, hey, we're going to that show, you know. <laughs> so I don't know if they will or not, but <clears throat> they know about it, yeah. and they're excited about it. And my boys, all three were law enforcement, and some of them are talking, maybe all three of them may go. Nice. So well, I have to listen to Dad one more time. I'll tell a story, you know. <laughs> well, the more the merrier, and, you know, <clears throat> What, what I really hope is that we draw a crowd in Youngstown because this is history that happened on the streets of Youngstown. Uh, so often people read about these things um, in New York or Chicago or another country, um, and, and this is something that happened in our backyard, right in the Mahoning Valley. Um, it's, it's history, it happened, and it's about time that you know, we're able to explore this case and say why did it happen, who was behind it, um, what was the effect that it had, and just study it now. Because as you mentioned, we're more than 50 years removed from this horrible tragedy, um, which was essentially the end of a, of a mafia turf war. Yeah, and I, I think because of the, the youngster being a victim, you know, his son, and well, two victims, both sons were, one was seriously injured, one was killed. I think that really resonated even with the local citizens. And I think it changed their attitude a little toward being sort of uh, apathetic about what was going on. And, you know, for anybody who's not very familiar with this case, um, Cadillac Charlie Cavallero and his, his young son, Tommy Cavallero, who was about 11 years old, they were both killed in this explosion. Um, their, the 12-year-old son, Charlie Jr., he did survive but was horrifically injured. Um, in this bombing. So, you know, it drew the ire of uh, uh, everybody, really, involving a, a, an innocent child. So, you know, it sent shockwaves through the valley, I, and not just the valley, but the mafia in general. You know, I'd heard and read, uh, and who knows how true it is, but, you know, that mobsters in other towns and other cities kind of said no more bombs because it, was so, it drew so much heat in Youngstown. Oh yeah, it, it brought to the federal government down on them pretty hard, and the, the gang, the mafia leaders, were PO'd because it did bring in the FBI in full force. So we know from informants that they were angry at, at the, this thing happened, and, and it caused this this death of this youngster. And we talked about, you know, this influx of FBI agents came into town, put a lot of heat on on. Uh, you know, the gangsters operating. Um, we'll tell you, Cecil's got some great stories. We can't share them now. They're going to be saved for the, the, the big show on November 10th. Um, how Cecil and these guys came in and eventually uh, helped close down Fats Alio's Purple Cow uh, a restaurant. You know, Fats Alio, a big name in Youngstown. A lot of people in the, the mob group know him. 
uh, know of him, um, or knew of him, I should say. But interesting, you know, firsthand stories. Um, the FBI actually did, you know, had some tricks up their sleeve, and we'll save those. We'll save those as well. Right. But uh, you know, kind of um, some ingenious things that you know were, that, that they, they were able to pull off there. Uh, but it was also scary for you guys, right? Because there was right. threats, right? Yeah, they were they were putting out. We we got it from good good informants that they they meaning some of the mobsters planned to blow up an FBI car with an FBI person in it to make a statement to try to put fear into us to get us out of there. Yeah. And all that did was just just solidified our resolve because we were so also incensed. We were all family, fathers uh, of, of kids, and I had some small, one small and one on the way. And so we didn't back off one bit, but it certainly was scary. And we dreaded every time to turn the key in our FBI car because we thought could be a bomb. We'd check under it, we'd check everything, but you know, you can hide those things. And we, yeah, it was a scary time. And you have to consider that was a time when, you know, the 1950s, there was uh, over 80 or 100 bombings in Youngstown, uh, most of them unsolved. And then towards the end of the 50s, they started becoming deadly, these bombings, to where the early 60s, it kind of got out of control, culminating with this Cavalero bombing. Um, you know, once again, we're here with Cecil Moses. Uh, Cecil, you weren't even officially an FBI agent when when the Cavalero bombing happened. So, you know, tell us about that real quick and how... how... Yeah, yeah, it was an interesting. I was a special a professional support employee. I was called a special investigator, but I didn't have arrest authority. I couldn't carry a weapon. You had to be special agent, be sworn as an agent. <clears throat> so I'm down there and I'm doing assignments along with my, you know, my teammates. And somebody pointed out to the SAC that, hey, you know, Moses is not armed and you've got him driving an FBI car, you know, and uh, he goes, oh yeah, I forgot about that. He's not an agent. So he picked up the phone and called the U.S. Marshal and had him deputize me. So I authorized to carry a weapon for the next several weeks. So I was, I was armed before the FBI armed me. Wow. So, and for anybody that doesn't know, the SAC, that's a special agent in charge. Right. right. The guy in charge of the Cleveland division. Yeah. And he, he, he puts a call into the U.S. Marshals and gets you a gun, basically. Yeah, so I can carry a, carry a gun for protection, Craig. Yeah. Scary times. I, you know, I can't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine if they were to follow through with those threats. If they thought there was a lot of heat on Youngstown at that point, imagine if they had blown up an FBI agent. Well, our informants were telling us who the, the guy's making the threats. So we'll talk about it more, but... We decided to send them a present or two also, but not a bomb, of course. So again, you want to tune in, you want to, you want to make sure you get a ticket right now, guys. I don't know what you're waiting for. Stambauditorium.com. Call the, call the, the Dior box office. Go get your, go get your tickets for Friday, November 10th at the Stamba Auditorium. We're doing a live show. We got a dinner with a VIP dinner with Jimmy Mullador. Jimmy was a famous Las Vegas musician. Uh, played with Elvis, played with Sinatra. He grew up in Briar Hill with the Naples brothers and has some great stories of what those guys were like growing up with them. You're going you're gonna to hear some, some stories, firsthand accounts. Uh, Jimmy will play some music during the dinner. And then, of course, we'll get to the main event. Um, we bring Cecil out. We, we've also got 
Charlie Cavalera Jr., our special guest, he's coming from out of state. So, again, we're here in Fayetteville, Tennessee. Um, this is all part of uh, our preparation for our big show coming up November 10th in Youngstown. We do hope you'll be there. Any words for the folks at home or back in Youngstown and why they should come out to this show? Oh, I think they'll find it interesting. I'm certainly looking forward to the visit. Having left Youngstown back in the 60s and haven't been back since then, so I'm really looking forward to the show and being there and seeing how young, uh, Youngstown has changed. I'm sure it has. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing the change. A lot of things changed. A lot of things stay the same. So, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, another day in Youngstown. But we do these shows so that hopefully people don't forget about the past. Right. And, uh, you know, don't forget history, folks. It's, it's an important part in this. You know, some people were, weren't so happy that we dive into all this mafia stuff and everything in Youngstown. And I said, you know, you got to understand, this stuff is our history. And to just ignore it and pretend it didn't happen would do us no good. Um, so don't, don't forget history. Well, I think the new generation, because you have probably two or three new generations since then, and hopefully this will help inform them not to let this kind of thing get out of hand like it did. Yeah. You know, if they're more informed and they be responsible at the voting booth and that sort of thing to keep honest government then the mob can't operate like this. Well, I look forward to it. Thank you so much. We'll be, we'll be live and in person uh, Friday, November 10th. Don't miss it. That was an amazing podcast from an amazing podcast company. To watch with video, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash amazingpodcastcompany. If you enjoyed the show, please click the like and subscribe buttons and share it with your friends. It goes a long way in helping us produce more amazing content.